This is Aikido Discussed, your regular weekly Aikido podcast. We talk about everything that is the martial art of Aikido. I'm Christopher Hine, head instructor at Aikido of Fresno, and with me is Joshua Tihi, assistant instructor at Aikido of Fresno. And my Solana McDaniel, Shodan, and student at Aikido of Fresno. All right. We made it again for another episode. Buffoonery part two. That was my suggestion. Yeah. <laughs> it did not get. Is this the I, part I where we act like buffoons? It did not get taken yeah. seriously. I think we kind of always act like buffoons <laughs> a little bit. Uh, depending <laughs> depending on uh, who you ask, who, what yeah, your, that's yeah. which true. review you read. That of is our podcast. exactly right. De- and your definition of uh, buffoonery. Of buffoonery, yeah. I want you to. Uh, so th- uh, we're gonna do another re- listener. Listener sponsor. I want to say listener sponsor. That's not the right one. But uh, he sent us sixteen dollars and forty two cents. That's right. To- <laughs> and here, here we'll talk about it. Um, an idea that came from a listener that we yeah. had on our list. Is it Jared Wilson? Oh, is it Jared? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. oh yeah. It's Jared Wilson. The Jared Wilson. The, the Jared Wilson Marshall, Marshall Thoughts, Thoughts Podcast. Yeah. yeah, check out Marshall Thoughts Podcast if you haven't yet. And he's always got some fun stuff going on. He will also be at Combat Con. Um, this year, do we know uh, who our our uh, winner is? Uh, do, you, do you have a drum roll for me? <laughs> Matt Whalen. It's such a terrible drum roll. <laughs> Matt Whalen. Okay, yeah, Matt Whalen. Uh, so I, I don't think anyone else sent anything else in. Well, guys, um, I wonder if that's just because um, there's a lot of like logistics involved in trying to figure. Hey, there's out. a ton of logistics. Like, yeah, yeah you know. it's uh, for, and and also you got to pay for a hotel room, and you got to be in the thing. country, right. and you got to be able to <laughs> go that day, the, and you got to yeah, take you know, off the time, right. take off the time off. Work. But yeah. congratulations, Matt Whalen. You yeah, are the winner good. of. Uh, of uh, Tommy Siv sponsored, so that is sponsored by that Tommy Siv. Yeah. Tommy Siv sponsored um, uh, combat con tickets, awesome. and uh, I'll figure out how we put us all. You know what would be cool, and I don't know if we want to do this. Uh, so feel eat free. chocolate pie. Yes, yes. Uh, so feel free to. Just... Chris is always so food oriented. It's fine. I love food. <laughs> well, uh, people don't know about our food podcast that we're starting. Yeah next we should we you should know, start make, a food podcast i make at least two kind of wild dishes uh-huh. every week wild, i think uh-huh. you know or at least yeah. one wild dish and other stuff you know something yeah. bizarre or different or and it would be that'd be fun to talk and about. maybe the podcast can be called chris's wild dishes chris's wild <laughs> dishes. i like that yeah. uh well and also just eat eat a bunch of random weird oh yeah stuff eat a lot of weird and shit. talk about yeah. yeah anyway uh it might be interested interesting while we're there uh to record some some stuff with Matt for the podcast. Well, yeah, we're, we're, you know, so to, I think we just put him on the spot and be like, "Go for it, Matt." <laughs> well, just <laughs> this one's the Matt only podcast. <laughs> all Matt, <laughs> we just lock all the him time. in a room yeah. with the thing. And don't well, come with, out until when you we got, got forty five minutes of footage. We'll Matt, be back we'll in out. an hour. Um, <laughs> no, but I mean, it might be interesting seeing as like we did have this whole thing, and he's going to be there. We're going to be there, and we have a conversation about whatever. It is. Yeah. I think Again. That's fun. The idea, you don't have to say yes. It's just an idea I have. So we can think about it. <laughs> but but it won't be Josh's fault if someone says no. <laughs> I know, it's wow. clearly either Maya or Chris who poo-pooed on this idea. <laughs> well, we'll no, see, I, that'd be We'll fun. see logistically how it works <laughs> That's out. right. That's right. <laughs> I like that. Logistically, we'll see what happens. All right. So uh, let's go ahead and read this off so we can get into this week's podcast. Yeah. I, I, I can do that. Um, so Jared Wilson asked us um, to talk about everyday Aikido do's. 
uh, habits, cautionary tales, physical training, or just fitness that furthers your your or someone else's Aikido. So just um, like this is like the the the, the full tip pod like yeah. uh, tips and tip tricks. of the week tip uh, of the week but all like one all and, and week. But, but more thoughtful and better right. than whatever well, I usually hopefully. do. <laughs> Hopefully. Well, more thoughtful. We just realized we were going to do this about 10 minutes ago. <laughs> Don't I would tell say it's equal. It's to equally tell thoughtful. Equal to the thoughtfulness. Equal thoughtfulness. Well, to be fair, we have, uh, we did read through all these. So it was like in our conscious somewhere that this could be a topic we would true, discuss at some true. point in the future. So true. we could have been thinking about it. Uh, we could have. We, there was the We weren't, but we could. I feel like maybe I would, like, uh, Subconsciously, you you're probably processing all of this stuff at, at some point. So. Hey, so is this is this Ike Doos? Ike That's Ike-dos. there's the title. Oh, we boy. found it. Ike Doos. Ike Doos. Yes, this is Ike Doos. All right, uh, Josh, go for it. What's what's your first tip? Oh, come on now. How do you guys how do you guys interpret this question exactly? Like, what are you? I think of like just like how to be successful in Aikido, like, like, um, kind of like they give to college students, like in like, you know, uh, like parents week or whatever, where they have the students come try stuff out and they're like, here's all the stuff that your student should do to be successful, um, for their uh, first year or stuff one, like that, you know, uh, one, okay. uh, hour studying for every one hour of class, whatever it is. that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know if that's the math, but yeah, that's what they say <laughs> in college. I feel like that never works out. <laughs> it was, it thought, no, it doesn't ever work out like that. And I wouldn't suggest spend that, two but... hours of drinking for every right. one hour of class. <laughs> I don't that's... think that's yeah, maybe twenty five percent. Like yeah, for every four drinks, have one class. <laughs> Some four drinks, one yeah. Maybe, um, okay, maybe so. What was uh, just yeah? Uh, how to how to get along with your in your IQ? So so we're gonna start from like what a beginner should do, or should we? What should we do? Uh, oh yeah, what, what an advanced person? Because those are different. Yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't thought of it like that. Um, maybe just general stuff first, and then this, by is... the way, is what pre-podcast often yeah, sounds yeah. like. But you guys are getting so, the behind the yeah, scenes yeah, here. behind the scenes. So I have one just kind of right off. All right, good. And it sort of uh, relates back into a topic that I, I think will eventually be its own topic. Uh, idea, uh, and that is uh, check your ego at the door. Yeah, that's a good just, one. Just, just leave it, leave it where it is, and uh, show up and be ready to do what you're told in the way that uh, you're being told to do. Yeah, I feel like when I started Aikido, um, I really was open to that. Like I was very much like, I'm here to learn. This is what I want to do. And I kind of was talking about this in class the other day, you know, so when I started Aikido, I tried to be absolutely as respectful as I could be to everyone there, period. Um, and I tried to have a really high work ethic that was very obvious, uh, meaning like, you know, every time the teacher would put us back into class, I would run to the highest ranked person and bow to them. Um, and it was known that I was there to work. And and I think that benefited me in so many ways. I think it it helped rearrange some of the bullshit that I had before that, you know, like just some life stuff that I had about like, um, authority figures or something, you know, like just that kind of crap. Your own importance in the world. Yeah. And, and I, I really quickly could, could correlate like my giving to being available to, um, what I was getting out of it, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so, so that helped me a lot. And then also because everyone 
there was so aware that I was there to work. It wasn't that shocking to people, like when I went through the ranks really fast, and it, it like it was uh, challenging to some people, which was good because then they would come and we'd and challenge they, each right, other back right. and forth, you know, like so it was really good, like and and that could only come because I decided I wasn't the shit, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm not the greatest guy ever, mm-hmm. and and I'll do whatever you tell me to do. And even from a more practical standpoint, I think. Uh, like the actual train like to train aikido properly you also have to do like you have to give yourself up you have to be okay with the fact that like um you're gonna get thrown or you're gonna or like that you're you are working in tandem with another person to create this thing it's not just about you right and so if if the more that you allow yourself to be part of that the better it will be for you i think Right, right. So, like, yeah, for so what you're kind of talking about here is, for example, if you're in a form and you're uke, you're never really trying to block their technique. You're just yeah, trying to be yeah. the best uke you can be. Is that kind right. of right? Yeah, 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 exactly. And whereas right. your ego, maybe it's like, oh, I don't want to lose this. And, one, and the same I want to way, show and the same way on the on the other side, you know, where uh, when you're doing the technique, it's like it's not it's not about me like wanting to flip him so hard that he lands on his head or throw like that's not what's happening you know you're learning to be a part of this larger thing right right yeah i think we see that a lot um with some students where like i i've noticed this like as the higher ranked student when we're working together that like i give a you know piece of advice or a like hey try this or you know notice that you're doing this and like sometimes that can be met with some like yeah i know like, like mm-hmm. sort of brushing mm-hmm. it off. And mm-hmm. I think that is in the same realm of like, that's, that's ego coming out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, if you, if you do know, then why, stop aren't you why, doing stop it? <laughs> why are you doing that? <laughs> right. So like, like you obviously don't know, cause I just told you. Right. right. And you know, t- to be fair, to be fair, just because mm-hmm. you know, you need to do something doesn't mean that it, it always comes out. And you know, so that happens. But like, if I, I see it as a repeated problem with not very many but a a few students where it's like they you can tell that that it's hard to take that advice or criticism or whatever you want to call that you it's it's you can tell that it's um not very welcome even if it's like you you can tell that they're showing up they want to learn because they they're they enjoy doing aikido but like there's some block there that makes it hard for them to welcome in that information Right, right and it stops you from developing yeah. yeah and it also stops uh, others from wanting to give you advice anymore yes. you know yes. like it, it, i've noticed with myself uh, i'm less likely to f- not just give information because obviously if if i'm not getting a response or i'm not getting um any kind of like like if anything if, if i'm getting a prickly response from someone of course i'm gonna s- kind of stop giving verbal stuff but i'm also just sort of like as a partner, a little more checked out than I, right. you know, than as a black belt than I probably should be. Um, but I, that, um, that it negatively impacts the relate the relationship. Right. Right. So right. definitely man, ego is like a huge yeah, one. Right. That's a thing to think about too. Cause I think this happens a lot for people and you know, there's all kinds of politics and other shit, but just, you know, on, on the, the, you know, I feel like for me, I try to keep politics at the barest minimum humanly possible when I teach. But, you know, if you've been stuck at a rank for a long time, a good thing to ask is why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it might be yeah. because you're not letting your ego down enough to see where you're failing mm-hmm. at, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if you, especially if you notice people that you were, like, right 
working with that they are passing you up yeah what's going on with that yeah and just ask i'm sure i'm sure your uh, instructor would be happy to have a conversation about your progress right and then (laughs) you you know know, another checking the ego part is if they tell you it's probably going to be something you don't want to hear yeah right you know and so like that's something you don't want to hear you have to be open enough to it to 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 listen and do it you know right yeah so check the ego check the ego that's a good one that's a really really good one i think another one is and we've talked about this a million times but know like what your training goal is Mm -hmm. you know why do you come to the dojo what do you want to get out of this and are you getting what you want to get you know because i think for some people they want to you know they want to be on the chris hine track which is like gonna get as much as i possibly can i'm gonna come to every class blah 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 that's not for everybody and i think a lot of people come as like they want you know physical you know uh they want to work out they want to you know be social whatever like have in your head what am i trying to get out of this and then then you can be aware of how to how to comport yourself to get what you want right Um, because maybe it is just like social interaction is the number one thing and that's like for most of us i think up in the top you know so like if you're wanting social interaction and you're not getting it like how can you make yourself more open to you know dojo hangouts or you know stick around before and after class or you know what i mean like be open to making friends and i know sometimes it's like well of course if you're if you want that then you're gonna get it but i think sometimes people have a hard time making it happen oh yeah you know yeah 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 so you know consciously what do you want as as part of that uh i think i would add uh, and i think it's in the exact same vein um to set realistic training goals for yourself so you know I'm going to come once a week. I'm going to come twice a week, three times a week, whatever it is. But set realistic goals. Keep those realistic goals. And 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 if you're failing to meet them consistently, reevaluate what that is, right? Because, you know, like, so everyone on day one is like, I'm going to come five days a week. Right. And I'm going to do that for the next three years until I'm a black belt. And I'm going to be the best. And then, you know... Two weeks in, your, your your kid gets you know dysentery or something, and <laughs> and and you know you're out for On a the week. And trail. Then, yeah, exactly. You know, like some some crazy shit comes up, and 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 you're like uh, you're like oh well, I'm such a failure I can't because break. I. But but uh, realistically evaluate it and say like you know realistically most all weeks I have two days that I can go right. set those do- days and stick to those days you know and like understand that there are always going to be times that you hate it and when you start hating it and I've given this tip a bunch give yourself a period of time that you're going to decide to hate it for you mm-hmm. know so like so like kendo when I got into a bad rut with kendo I was like well I'm giving this a year no matter what right. at the end of the year I was like nope I've pretty much hated it every day for a year so I uh I don't want to do it anymore, you know, um, but but do that for yourself because there's a lot of things that you might just be going through a phase that you don't like right. and that phase will go away once you, you know, yeah. move through it. But I feel like just generally good life advice that I've kind of learned is to treat yourself like a child, like parent yourself <laughs> like you would a child. Yeah. So if you would okay. tell a child, no, you need to go to class no. today, you can't have a tantrum or, you know, no, you need to, you know, do what you're supposed to do or wait it out like that's all the same stuff that you should be telling yourself. Like right. if you would tell it to a child, tell it to yourself. Right. Most people are better actually raising their kids than raising themselves. Right. You know, like right. a, yeah. a lot more parents can make sure their kids are in class when they're supposed to be on time and everything than they, they could for themselves, you know. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, also allowing, like, mm, don't be too hard on yourself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, uh, let it be okay that you don't know everything and that yeah. you struggle with stuff. 
um, and 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 realize that like those moments that you're struggling are going to be they they will end up being the best moments for your growth. Oh yeah, you know, and they always feel the worst. Um, and I, you know, and there's still moments where we'll do a particular thing that does not feel good as we're doing it. I'm just not good at like good at it, or it doesn't feel the way it should. Uh, and um, it's easy enough to just get like, oh, I don't want this is horrible. What what do I know about anything? Um, <laughs> but realize that like that that's mine. That's all part of it. Just push through it. Yeah. And on the other side, you're gonna find something. Uh, you're probably gonna be better off for it. Yeah. Um, this thing Josh is saying, I remember when it was Uchideshi, I was I was highly aware of it. So like, you know, when you train, you don't train in a straight line up. You train up in like a wave, you know, like a sine wave. Like it has uh, uh, peaks and peaks troughs, and that, yeah. right? You know, so so um, uh, with those with those things, like basically what's happening, and, and I realized it when I was Uchideshi because it got really fast, like the frequency was really high because I was just learning so much like, that... Great today, bad tomorrow. I mean, like sometimes class forward, to right, class, right, you know? Right, 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 right. Um, and wow. then and then when I was when I was Sotodeshi again, it slowed back down, and I was really aware of like what had happened. But, but it's like, so when you're learning stuff, like actually learning new material, you feel like shit. Because you're recognizing everything you do incorrectly. So it makes you feel bad. But that is actually the time that you're getting better. Right, right. And then once you can't see any new stuff, that's actually the time that you're headed down. But you feel good about it. Right? right? Yeah. Like you're like, oh, I'm awesome. But what's happening is that's because you can't see any, right. see where you suck. Right, right. And so, like, you know, when I was Uchideshi, because I was training so much, those were really quick because, like, I can learn stuff really fast, and that all felt shitty, but then I peak really right. quick, and then and then I feel great, and then I'm like, oh, but I'm actually not right. learning stuff, yeah. and then it switches again, you know? And so, like, recognize that, that when you're feeling shitty about it, it's probably when you're learning the most. Right. And then if you've done that for a year or so... Then you can just be like, oh, I'm not liking this. Anymore. Yeah. And I mean, like, you know, that's the kind of the thing, too, is like, and this is, I knew this going into Kindo, is like, how much of it is I don't like the system and what the system's getting at, and how much of it is I don't like how ungood I am at it, right. you know? Right, yeah. Um, and that's then back to the ego. Right. And then with Kindo, I had kind of started to get, well, I was never good at Kindo, never, never good at Kindo, but, but like, I started to get a handle on what right. it was, and I still just didn't like it. And so I was like, well, oh, I actually just don't like this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because I was thinking about something right now and I'm like, well, this is kind of counter to what I was just saying. But like, I feel like, especially if you're super self-conscious, you feel like everyone knows that you feel like a piece of shit. And I'm a piece of garbage. I'm a piece of garbage. <laughs> um, <laughs> if only we had that clip to plug Still in a there. piece of garbage. That one. Um, yeah. So like, you feel like every, like, I think... You can, you start to go like, oh man, everyone else is a piece of garbage. Like, and you can, you show that your, your body shows that you think you're a piece of garbage and you, you're like kind of portraying that to everyone, like in the way that you hold yourself and in the way that you conduct yourself physically. And like, I think it's important to remember that like, you don't need to show everyone physically that like you can like hide how shitty you think you are. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that you stop thinking that you're shitty. Right, exactly. that's right. Like, that's right. 
Like, so when there's information to come in, you take it in and you, you pay attention. You have like open eyes about what's going on. So you, you, you know, you don't let that bounce off of you. But at the same time, you can control how you portray yourself and how you 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 comport yourself physically while you're doing, you know, right. like Giawaza or something like don't let your shoulders slump. Don't bow your head. Don't awkwardly fidget or fix your gi or something like that's all like shit that we all do because we don't feel confident mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it just it, it serves it, it serves no purpose, mm-hmm. you know, and obviously it's hard. But like if you're wanting to work on that, then you can have control over how you look to other people Mm -hmm. and yeah i think on those lines um this is kind of like in the fake it to make it uh, in those lines like you know for a while i was playing samurai right like 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 (laughs) i wanted to look like a samurai when i was training you know and and that's kind of fun to like play that game but if you if you really give to that game eventually you kind of become that thing, right? And so not that I became a samurai, but but like I I had really good posture. Right. I controlled myself. I paid attention to what was going on around me. I was very alert, you know, like all this stuff because you're playing the part. And so that playing the part actually ingrains those habits mm-hmm. in you mm-hmm. and, and you do start to become that. And so, you know, like if you're noticing, you know, so you have shitty posture or whatever it is, play the part of someone who has great posture and right. just do that every class. And then eventually you will because you've ingrained those traits in yourself yeah yeah i like that one play the part be and, be the the student you want to be right manifest. right that's exactly manifest right. that's exactly the right. student manifest. you want to be manifest just ready to go on the road now with his um <laughs> money making tour yeah. I will become sell, the real you i will sell this across the country <laughs> manifest your true samurai <laughs> Oh shit! In the nineties, that would have made real money. That oh, would have yeah. made real oh, yeah. money. I think we, times it could probably but. still do it. It would. You would just. You couldn't say samurai, but you could say like warrior. Or yeah, the say, oh, like, warrior. Yeah, you could say. You know. Yeah. God. On a side note, I hate to hear people say <laughs> warrior. I really hate it so much. I'm a warrior. I hate it yeah, so yeah, much. Yeah. I think most of the people I've met a couple warriors. Uh, if you if you're a real warrior, you don't want to talk I, about I, it. You probably wouldn't. You need really to. don't want to talk you about d- it, and you definitely wouldn't need to. Yeah, and you don't. <laughs> you you certainly don't yeah. need to. You definitely yeah. need, don't need to remind anyone. Um, yeah, of what a warrior. You and yeah, don't don't tell it. Show it. Yeah, and it's so weird because like it, you know, be strong. I don't I don't have any. You know, that's a good thing to yeah, say. Yeah. Be strong. You know, like be capable. Whatever. But like, be a warrior's like it's got so many layers of weird right. shit on top of it. I really. But don't if you like want to know how, I can teach you. <laughs> yeah, teach you for nineteen ninety five. Nineteen ninety five. No, man, that's a $250 seminar. seminar. I'm living in the past. Is that part of the the jet certification? (laughs) Yeah, it could be. Logan Heinrichs knows it. He's jet certified. He is. Is he the only one who's jet certified? I believe he's the only one. And all you have to do is ask. In fact, you don't even have to. You could just say it. And I'm not going to stop you. So, (laughs) (laughs) All right. um, I have another one. All right, good. Keep keep them rolling. Um, So another one... um, have a study partner. Oh, that's a um, great tip. And like, <laughs> I say this and you don't have to be glued to this person's hip or anything, right. but like, it's nice to have someone who is around your level that you push each other to to work hard and to, you know, study for belt tests together and, um, you know, that, that you push each other. Um, 
and that you can ask each other also like and you can share struggles that you're having because i think it's really nice to like go like oh shit i'm not the only one that's having trouble with this what is this thing and then they go oh and then (laughs) right or you go i'm having struggle with this and they're like oh that makes sense like i i don't have trouble with that but i have trouble with this other thing and you can kind of see like oh okay this is normal or we're both struggling with these things and then it also makes you feel not alone Right. In asking Sensei, hey, I need help with this thing, you know. As someone who has seen lots of people become black belt, I'll tell you that very, very few people get to black belt without someone there with them. Like, and that could be someone before them who got their black belt first. It could be someone after them. And maybe that person never gets their black belt, but was doing a lot of the work together Mm -hmm. because it like it. Like a cohort. Yeah, like a cohort of some sort. Yeah, because like what happens is because there's multiple people asking those questions, the kind of questions that you need answered to get better will be asked more often in class. Um, That also will encourage you to go to class more because, you know, if you miss a couple days and that guy's always coming, you're like, shit, they're they're going to know that I'm not coming. Yeah. It's like Um, you're like neck and neck with them. Yeah. I got to come because I know he's coming. Right. Because I know the secrets will be revealed when I'm not there. And it can play on lots of ways. Sometimes it's a rivalry. Sometimes it's a real friendship. Like I can think of two guys who got their black belt together. This was years ago. And they are like best buddies. I think to this day, they're Mm -hmm. best buddies. And like they, they did that through Aikido, you know, but. But they encourage each other all the time. So yeah. so it's like you need that, you know. And I can think of several students who, if I asked them, they would say, well, that didn't happen for me. And it's like it did. It didn't totally it did. happen you for you. You just didn't yeah. realize it was going on. But yeah. Josh, um, did you experience that? Uh, yes, in many ways. And one of them was, uh, I think, like the fact that as I was tra- – my entire training was as Chris was developing his – his whole uh approach so i had that the whole time right so i was and because i was you're one like of, chris was my training partner. well i mean because one, I, there were only there were very few of us and right. very few of us that stuck around over like so i'm the only one who stuck around for i mean me and roger so two of us i think over a long period of time um so there were other people that came in and there were certainly like when i was getting ready like three or four of us made more who were training all the time. Um, but I think having that, ha- having him being exploring all that stuff and being like there for it really kind of pushed. Josh kind of knew that I was always working on something. Right. And it's like, Oh yeah. And then plus, you know, it's, it's like, I can think of like, you know, like little Mike, like, you know, here's a partner for Josh who like, they were like the same size, right. You know? Right. And so it was really encouraging to be like, Oh yeah, we both, you know, dealing with Giawaza in the same way and Ron during the same way. And And like, what's that like? And it definitely was like, even if it wasn't, even if there wasn't like someone when I was, but like there was always someone there, uh, like the whole way. Right. right. That yeah, was that's at, how I at a too. very similar right. level. Yeah, that's how know? I feel too. Like and as, so maybe some as a kid, I had a or... friend that was always at the same level as me. And then like throughout like my middle areas, I had someone that was training with me that we would test together. Yeah. And now I feel like, I mean, not that you've been a black belt way, 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 way longer than me, Josh, but I feel like physically we're similar and so like right, we right, can kind right, of right, you know right. bounce yeah. stuff yeah. off of each other and and that kind of happens too where it's like you know maybe someone comes in like you for a while right. and you guys work on something together because like you know you and Corey, like Corey got his black belt only like a year yeah, after right, you i right. think so that was also that kind of going on and i think that him getting ready for his black belt kind of pushed you that's to another exactly, level right. too that's you know exactly like right. yeah uh, so i think that, yeah you know it, it and it definitely wasn't just one i think there was multiple multiple people. Multiple, multiple multiple all the way down yeah right. Yeah, but having like 
people around you it encourages you right that's exactly right your children your spouse your partner yeah this is that's a, what, <laughs> yeah. i just say that because um we have a student uh who just started coming whose son also uh trains and uh he talks about all the time how they sort of do stuff you know they're always having fun at home tweaking each other or yeah, whatever that's, that's always a good time i think that is good like a good thing to mention though is like having the buy-in of people that aren't going to the dojo with you uh-huh. like it's really helpful i mean so like if you don't like that doesn't mean that you're not going to be successful like you, you know stick with it but it is helpful especially if you have people in your household like that the people that are that live with you are able to support that this you know journey for you because right, like right. if your spouse is like not down or is like why aren't you here or not able to help them it's a cult right exactly (laughs) no i mean like i think that's a uh i know i see this a lot in like the the women's grappling group is they go like oh these guys won't roll with me because their wives think that Uh, this guy rolling with a woman is like a threat or something that's crazy it's i know but i mean like You, you never rolled yeah, there's, right. There's no time for sexy. <laughs> right, 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 no right, sexy right, time. Right, right. It's not. It's not sexy. It's, and if there was, there I, would be something. It would be very. They would be instantly like knowing that something was very wrong. Like it would yes. be like, holy crap! What the yeah, what's going like, on right now? Yeah, but like having the understanding <sighs> of like your spouse or your partner, right. like it certainly helps. It yeah. helps. Yeah. So like and like bringing them and going, this is what I do. Here's what I'm doing right. when I'm at right. the dojo, so and that they can feel good. Carving like, out yeah. carving out strategies for yourself to help with that, you know. So like I've had students who like, uh, hey, can I bring my daughter? And you know, this uh, everything's dependent. But hey, can I bring my daughter uh, to class with me because that's the only way I'm going to make it to class? And I was like, yeah, bring your daughter to yeah. class. And she didn't train with us. She went off to the side, you know, and found other things to do. But she was always there, and that that went on for a long period of time. So you need to find strategies to make that work, you know. And then also mentally, you can organize it in all kinds of ways because you know I've had lots of partners through through my martial arts and i've had partners all four uh partners i did aikido with and partners who uh hated aikido you know what i mean and so you've got to make strategies as to how that's going to work because all those provide different situations you know so like you know if they're completely anti it's like boy it's going to be nice to get to the dojo and not listen to that bullshit for the next two hours you know like god i can't wait to get to the dojo and so you can look at it that way instead of letting it drag you down and go like oh it's one more thing dojo's one more thing it's like one thing away from that crazy person who yells at you all the time or you know if it's like you someone who does it you know you got to you got to make your boundaries about like oh we train together and we do this together and that together and you got to understand what that's about you know and if it's people who are all for then that's great but make sure you're including them in your progress right so don't shut them out if they're all about it and they're like hey how was class today don't go find another day at class you know like you need to include them a little in 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 that life like yeah yeah however that goes however that goes yeah yeah Throw them, just throw them around a, a little bit. Yeah, I'm a sonk yeah. you right just now. Give them a, just grab my wrist. And I do think, especially for because like a lot of people have kids, like even if the dojo, like there's not kids classes at the dojo, like having a space where you know reasonably aged children can chill out during class, I think is yeah. a huge benefit for parents because they feel comfortable bringing their, you know, seven-year-old or whatever, and the seven-year-old can sit on the couch and, you know, watch the iPad or, you know, play games or whatever. Um, And then it's, they can feel comfortable too and not distracted while they're training, you know? I think it's a fairly short-term winning strategy 
to include your children in training. So meaning if you're training and your kids are training, I think short term, it's a pretty good strategy. By short term, I mean, you know, maybe one to two or three years. But um, understand that probably there's going to be a separation, right? So this happens a lot where the kids and the adults start together and they go together and form a foundation. And then the kid gets into high school and they want to do, you know, banded gymnastics and whatever other shit they want to do. And so they stop coming, but the adult keeps coming, you know, but, but there probably will be a rift somewhere, but it's a, I think it's a fairly good short-term strategy. Yeah. Something to do together. A lot of the students uh, that I can think of had kids in at one Mm -hmm. time or another. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, so was there another, there was another piece in this, I feel like about like, uh, cautionary tales, uh, either cautionary tales or, uh, and, and fitness. Uh, yeah. Habits, cautionary tales, uh, physical training, fitness, that kind of stuff. There was some cautionary. What, what, I mean, we kind of touched on some cautionary things, I think, but maybe there's more than I, I don't know. I mean, I mean we were, we were talking about, I, this we talked about a long time ago. Um, I think we talked about it in like women in Aikido or whatever, but just like, like physical boundaries and like if you're new or you feel weird about like interacting with various different people on the mat like, looking at me what's that about no because you're just a weirdo making eye contact making a weirdo <laughs> so, um just like you know realize that like everyone's there to train and i'm sure i'm honestly probably all our listeners know this already but like it everyone's a person like you just trying to train right and and look at it from that perspective and if there are awkward moments just quickly clear it up because everyone you know everyone's there in pretty good faith and i think that that's a, right, a good right. way to approach it you know um because i think other stuff stuff can kind of fly around in your head and you go oh my god I, you know uh, like different person's a different gender than me and i didn't mean to touch them there or say that thing or whatever and like they're just a person just clear it up quickly it's and and move on right. you know yeah yeah. Um, I think that yeah dojo romances can be dangerous I was just gonna say what about yeah. dojo relationships yeah. yeah and like you know um, look they're very reasonable they happen a lot because you're spending a lot of time, time with, with these people, people. Yeah, and, yeah. and especially like you know if the rest of your life is like you know just hardcore work or something it's like oh, it's just, I met someone new you know you go right, right yeah right. so you know they're reasonable I don't think anyone should say don't do them but but just be under understand what all the implications of it are and talk about it before you jump in head first because often if they go awry both people disappear and right. this, this happens I've had this happen many times because they, they both feel like that was a neutral space and now neither of them can right, go. Right, and so it's like, right. ah, it kind of sucks, you know. So get a prenup as to who yeah. gets the dojo. Who gets the dojo. Like, just make sure that's in writing. <laughs> or at least uh, go to your sensei and say, you stay, <laughs> right, you go. That's right. And let the sensei <laughs> decide. Sensei decide. <laughs> He'll tell you who's who. You, Tuesday, Thursday. You, Monday, Wednesday. <laughs> that might not be actually a bad that's, way to That's not to a horrible, it, right? yeah. <laughs> But never together. Um, let's see. What other uh, cautionary tales can I... Overtraining. Watch oh, out yeah. for it, especially yeah. in the beginning because yeah. you get super hyped. And this happens every year. I get at least one or two of these people that they're super hyped and they're at every class and all the time. And then, you know, one month in, like, man, eh, they're not showing up too much. And they, you know, and then two months in, I haven't seen them in a month. And they keep coming in. You know, once a month, and they're like, oh, since I want to train again, but I can't. Like, yeah, just make an even schedule for yourself and stick to your even schedule. Yeah. If you, you will, so, and I understand, like, wanting the the want to, like, oh, I want to be there, like, whatever, all the time. But um, if you really do, like, want to be there, 
you will make it work in like a reasonable way. Yeah, yeah. It'll and so it, happen it, on its own. Right, it'll happen on its own. You won't need it. Won't you? Won't need to make it this big ordeal. It'll just your your uh, life will line up in such a way that it allows you to be there as long as so. In some ways, it's like um, don't force it. Yeah. If you want to be there, trust me. Like there will be a point when um, other stuff comes up that you have to do, and so you won't be able to make class, and you will feel bad about it. like not bad in a sense of like the responsibility. You will just be like, oh my god, I'm missing this thing that I want to do, right? And you will it it will be uh, not good a good feeling. Uh, but that that's that will happen organically if you're right, really into right, it. Right, so. right. I think at the same time, though, like remember that if if you're the kind of person that gets home and goes like, oh, I'm finally home. Oh shit, I have to go to class, and I do want to go to class, but I'm freaking tired, and the last thing I want to do is get my butt up off this couch and go to class. Like, just know that you're gonna feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. And, and oh yeah. You, it doesn't mean that you hate class because I've I've felt like that, and I'm like, shit, do I hate Aikido now? Like, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's not true it's just that you had a long day and you're freaking tired yeah. see i just line it up so it's as soon as i'm done with one thing right on the, <laughs> yeah. the end of the dojo no, no, like, no time get, for rest never get a chance to stop <laughs> I, I mean <laughs> like a you, shark you can do that uh or just go it's normal to feel right. this way and i'm gonna you know let myself chill for 15 minutes between things and then get my bag get my butt up off the couch and i'm gonna feel better and it's, yeah. it's gonna feel yeah. better um, I think another good one is, I've said this one before, but, um, have a notebook. Uh, if you're interested in moving up in the system, then you are going to want to keep track of the information that you need to know. Um, and maybe things you have questions about or things you have issues with. And so, um, especially as you start to go higher, like you may have, you know, individual practice sessions or, you know, privates or, you know, whatever, um, have that with you so that you can, you know, write down the, the things that you need to know. Um, yeah. It's been helpful for me, even though I'm, I'm generally not like a notebook type of person. I don't, I've never been much of a writer or anything like that. I like to have it because I like to look back and go, oh, this is what I was thinking about, you know, yeah. for my second Q test. It's, it's nice to have. Yeah, I think figuring out a way to do that um, and it might not be a notebook. It might, you know, yeah. who knows. But a, a, your, um, your, your notes app on your phone or whatever yeah, whatever it is. It is. Your mind calendar. <laughs> Josh's mind ding, calendar. Ding, ding. Yeah. Uh, okay, physical. Yeah, yeah. What about fitness? Physical fit, fitness. So we all, I think, would agree that uh, then you, you, you got to be fit to be able to. Like there has to be a certain level of something that you're doing, um, you're moving around. But I also would say don't let that stop you. Yeah, you I know? mean. If it is your fitness thing, then great. Because like, I think I think there are some people that would be like, I would love to do this, but I'm just not in shape. You know, like let me go. And I think I've even heard this. Like, I need to go I, to the gym. I need to go to the gym before I can do that. You know, like yeah. I, before I could do this thing. You that's know, bullshit. like that's bullshit. Um, which I don't, I don't think is the case because also, truthfully, like at least for us, like if you're coming to class all the time and doing the thing and like you will get you're gonna get in shape yeah to a, the place you need to be to do the things that right. we're doing that's exactly right, right. So. yeah yeah uh, yeah do fitness 
I mean, do, I, <laughs> do fit. I think if, if it's about Aikido, then let the Aikido come first and then the fitness, like the working out on the side kind of right. comes secondarily when you go, oh, I want to work on my, you know, arm strength or I right. want to, right. you know, practice my cardio or whatever. Then you can add on stuff that you feel like you need. Um, but if you and have, I think you you'd know, be able, you'll be able to tell quickly enough what is the thing that you need. Yeah, you know? for sure. Uh, I, I'm winded. My legs hurt when I'm done, you know, whatever it is. That, and so you can kind of build uh from there as you're doing it um is there anything like would you suggest anything to to people like on a daily basis in terms of keeping their 200 push-ups 250 squats at least 25 pull-ups not the things that i do chris but (laughs) come on um yeah i don't know i mean i think i think uh walking and moving are really good you know and i think that's kind of like when people think about like you know so say you're like i want to do aikido and i'm out of shape and i want to get in shape you don't have to get up at 6 a.m and go you know for a three-hour run like you know you don't have to do that like but just work it into your daily routine right and so like you know here's a here's a good tip um if you want to get stronger at pulling um put a pull-up bar through a doorway that you walk through all the time and do a pull-up every time you walk through that door right so like you can do lots of little stuff like this that will start getting you in shape way faster than you think because you're not trying to and burning yourself out you know yeah wake up and go for a walk going for a walk is way better than not going for a walk and like that doesn't have to be a run that kills you and that you absolutely hate you know morning walks are awesome i love morning walks aside from the exercise like i just like to be out walking it's nice yeah i think the more that you can pair some like fitness or working out with something that you like the more likely you are to do it and then also making it a routine, whatever right. it is, and like a reasonable routine. Right, right, right. Um, I saw something that was saying, um, it, like people have this misconception that like walking instead of running is not going to give you, like you're not going to get to fitness if you walk instead of running. You you're not going to get the gains. And she was explaining, so like say you have a flight of stairs. One person runs up the flight of stairs. One person walks up the flight of stairs. One person walks three steps, takes a pause, and keeps going. Um, the All three of those people are going to get to the top of the stairs. And it's the same with fitness. Whether you're, you know, walking around the block, walking longer, running, whatever. Like, you're going to get to the same fitness place, assuming that you keep going. Right. It's just how fast and how intensely you get there. Right. And so, of course, running is going to get you to that place that you want to be sooner, physically. Um, but so is walking. You've just got to, you know, keep the routine up right. and go a little right. longer or not even in the session, but just long term. Right. Um, so. And what are there specific things for Aikido that you would say, like, work on this kind of thing? I mean, do, do people need should should we be doing uh, working on flexibility? Should we be working on, you know, obviously it's a movement thing and i mean all this is like you know very like yes we probably should should be not everyone will but you know i mean i think uh uh, especially if you're used to western culture you should start practicing sitting in seza um and you know at home do that like in little little spurts you know so like because you know most people when they're brand new they can't sit in seza and so So, you know, sit that way, watch a couple minutes of TV, then let your legs rest, do it again. So working into says is good. The more comfortable you are with the ground, the more 
you will enjoy Aikido. Mm -hmm. So meaning the rounder you can make your spine and the more you can flip from this side to that side, like the easier all that stuff will become. So, so, you know, make the ground your friend, be able to sit and says, those are nice little tips that will help you get through class, Mm -hmm. you know, on a regular basis. Yeah. Um, In Aikido, I really think like, um, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think, uh, I hate this thing. I'm going to change it. Um, Anyways, I think, uh, having really strong legs is really useful. And so like holding lots of squatty positions and low positions, I think these are, these are good things to do, you know, like, uh, getting up and down from says, I think it's really good. Um, you know, these are not things you have to do, but like they will make your life a little more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, as you practice Aikido. Yeah. And just spend a couple minutes every day if you, you know, and it can even be, you know, some places have a little bit of time before or after class where you can do some of that stuff. Yeah. Too, um, which is nice. Take advantage. So if you, are at a place that you can come early and the mats kind of open a little bit then go and and you know really get into your self before you start class. that's a good tip too if you um if you have a dojo that allows you to get on the mat before class get on the mat before class and 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 take your time move your body you know yeah because yeah, I, totally. I do i that is something that like i think um you know i see a lot of like people will come in and i do this too but you know, and just kind of just sit around over on the side and then, oh, now class time. Drink a couple like, beers. Like and... what? <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, then when you get on the mat, then you have to take this however long to get kind of ready when, you know, you could take five minutes beforehand and just kind of go through some quick stretching, get loose. Get loose. Whatever. What about... With or without beers. <laughs> with, or, with or without. <laughs> do you do what you got to do. Um, what about, like actual like on the mat learning stuff any particular like learning techniques that you use to you know really maximize that hour or however long of training that you're getting per night yeah i mean i think i think being completely focused on what's going on is the key um and you need to because look there are times that you're going to want to look at the clock and if you catch yourself looking at the clock you're not getting optimal training because um your focus is split so you've got to find ways to trick yourself into giving all of your attention. And and those might be odd, right? Like, so you might say, you know, I, I want to notice um, exactly the footwork that the teacher does on this. And I want to do exactly that footwork, right? Like, not just I want to basically do what they're doing. I want my feet to move exactly mm-hmm. like their feet, you know? Um, and the more you get into these kind of nuanced parts of training, like these little subtle things the more time will disappear because you will get really engrossed into learning that thing, you know? Right. And you've got to find the way to get yourself motivated to do that, whatever it is, you know? Like, you know, I'm going to make my teachers just, my hands just like my teachers. I'm going to make my movement, uh, you know, my shionage sucks. What is different about my shionage than other shionages, right. you know? Like, um, so uh, these little details are the things that will really key you into class. And when you are completely keyed into class, you will learn way more right. Than if you're looking at the clock. So looking at the clock's an indicator you're not paying enough attention and then find a way to get yourself motivated to pay that. And you can attention. also do that, you know, it can be any it can be Koku Misubi on you know, you sure. can take one of those and go like today is my Koku day. Can right. I just be as here as, as possible? Right. Or whatever it is. So Yeah. Yeah, I like that one. What's our time looking like? Um, well, I think we're, we're 47 minutes. I 47. think we could call this a podcast. We, we got about five more minutes. I don't know. What, what did my no, I'm just head. trying to think if there's anything else that is useful. Yeah, I mean, 
I think we hit for me what would be the 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 sort of uh, big ones, and I'm sure there are others. If anybody who's listening has ideas, they can shoot them back to us, and then we can relay them in the next episode. You know what makes people really good at Aikido, actually? Doing Aikido? Popeye's chicken. <laughs> Popeye's chicken what from Louisiana. With, what is with you? No, you know what's funny? Uh, so, so uh, 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 look, Popeye's chicken's really good. You should have good. Popeye's yeah, chicken. Yeah, yeah. So, th- so this is, this. look, I, I can, this is how I can plug your thing. So if you want to make a sponsor, I'll smoothly segue it in like that, right? Yeah. And then people will just think, like, Popeye's chicken is, is what you got to do. Aikido's. But I'll tell you, Popeye's chicken is delicious. If we could get in, it wouldn't even have to be Popeyes, but it's just any restaurant that uh, would let let you know give us money, and we could definitely <laughs> and we could make people think that that's what you need to do to do Aikido. That'd be yeah, wonderful. yeah. We'll just we'll sell that. It'd be great. Hey, I have a question. Is there? Uh, Is it about Popeyes chicken? No, it's about Aikido. Okay. Um, eh. Man, we're already done with that. <laughs> Boring. <laughs> Didn't you hear me ask Chris about what time we were at? <laughs> That's I'm a, just trying to give the no, no. I'm trying to give the listeners uh, no, the bang I'm, for their buck. Let's do their, it. Their free ninety nine. Yeah. Except for our patrons, we yeah. love them. Yeah. Um, if there's someone that you oh. don't enjoy working with very much, okay. Whether that they're stinky, or that's they're, what I was going to well, say. I mean, smelly. they're mean. Well, they're, yeah. Yeah. yeah, could be lots of things. Right. Yeah. Like so, uh, they make you feel awkward. Whatever. Like not because they're like like stalking you or something but just, just like they're just like a weird personality generally that you're not sure about or someone like, you don't enjoy training yeah with. or something physical that they do that you are like not into sure. like they're too yeah. harsh or Threaten whatever you or something yeah <laughs> i mean physically yeah, like yeah, yeah. you're like oh man they do this real fast right, right, right. yeah exactly yeah, too right. fast i have to be hard. i have right. to be on on my toes in order to right. not yeah. hurt myself right yeah. what's your recommendation for 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 that I mean, that's I a, that's an enormous question, I know it and is. it really depends on the situation, you know. And it could be everything from like you know maybe they're snide and they make fun of you or something. That's handled in a different way than they're just uh, fast and powerful, and right. it intimidates and you to train with them, right? You know, so yeah, 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 exactly. So there's lots of things. I mean, and, and that advice might vary everywhere from avoid that person because they're terrible to talk to sensei about that person having bad habits to um, yes, be bold and go train with that person, and you'll learn that it's not so bad so it's super hard with something that vague but yeah but i think what you need to ask is am i scared to train with that person or do i not want to train with that person for what reason is it is it physically threatening to me is it emotionally threatening to me is it uh i'm just uncomfortable right and so if it's i'm just uncomfortable you should probably engage with that person, right? So, and that's different than being emotionally or physically threatening, right? So I'm uncomfortable because they might throw me on the ground so hard and they break my neck. Well, that's not just uncomfortable. Right. That's physically threatening, right? Or, you know, they say some nasty shit to me every time I train with them. Well, that's emotionally threatening. So, but if you're just uncomfortable for whatever reason, then I would, you know, that's not those two. Go forth and train with that person yeah. and nitpick it and figure out what it is. You know, it, it yeah. might that's, just be some you shit. That's more what I was thinking about is not necessarily like it's just someone that is really off-putting or something. Right. But like right. I was picturing like the kind of person where it's like they're a higher rank than you say. So you, you, you're you like, okay, they're, they maybe know some stuff that I don't know. Um, but they're like physically challenging in some kind of way. Like they, you know, tend to make it really hard to do the technique or um they are always kind of nitpicking something that you're doing or like something that's like challenging in that way what would you how would you recommend dealing with that 
just 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 go at it. Yeah, go at it. Just work through it. Yeah, yeah. You figure it out. And like the reason it's uncomfortable to you is there's something there that's um, challenging. uh, Yeah, it's challenging. (laughs) And so so overcoming that challenge would be great. You know, like actually, you know, it's funny. I said it's real hard to answer, but I I bet I could categorize those exactly (laughs) like you said, right? So if you um, if you're just uncomfortable and it's not emotionally or physically threatening to you, then just go train with them and figure out what it is. If it's an emotionally threatening situation, talk to your teacher about it because it's not okay. That's right. weird emotional yeah. shit. If it's physically threatening to you, my my base advice is don't train with that person. Try to train up until you think you can meet that kind of challenge, right? Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, all those go different ways. You know, so like, for example, when I was in LA, uh, I was doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu with this guy who's like 450. And my teacher pulled me aside and said, hey, you're a grown-ass man. You can make whatever decisions you want. That guy's 450 and he's a klutz. And um, if he comes down on your leg, it's going to break. And um, then you're not going to be able to do tournaments, right? And so, like, you want to do tournaments, right? So I wouldn't train with him if I were you, right? And that was a good thing that was like, you know, because, I mean, I had no fear. I'm going to train with everybody. But it's like that was a really sensible thing that was like, yeah, this guy's not being careful. And he's huge. And if I'm not 100% on it, I'm going to get fucked up in training. And that's not what I want to do, you know, so – so um, there's situations like that, but but you know, and 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 that's a situation I probably never could have because 450 pounds is just massive, right, you know. Right, like right, right, I'm, right, I'm never going right, to have right, the body right. to withstand that. Right. You're never going to um, get to that level. Yeah. But aside from that, you know, if it's like, oh, those guys move too fast, well, see if you can build yourself up to that speed. But physically threatening, try to build yourself up, but avoid them until you you think you're strong enough to handle it. Emotionally threatening, talk to the teacher about it. Um, if it is something that just makes you uncomfortable, go forth and do it and learn why you're you're being a wuss about it. Right. <laughs> There you go. See? Yeah, that's a good answer. Yeah. There you go. I mean, that was worthwhile. I apologize for trying to make the podcast be done. <laughs> you were correct. Let's go ahead and thank our patrons now that we're at that point in the podcast, who we love and make it possible uh, for us to do every week. And also true. give us these great ideas. It's true. You're you're soon going to be buying us a, a large array Ooh. of hard drives. Okay. Thank you, patrons. Okay. Um, so we can store all these because we actually have a ridiculous amount oh, of right. yeah. gigabytes used up uh, with yeah. these podcasts. Very good. Uh, also, we're going to get some new uh, uh, P-pop filters and uh, mic stands because these suck, yeah. uh, as as was witnessed earlier yeah. in this podcast. That little, oh shit, from Chris yeah. was the filter falling because yeah, it's, it's really doesn't annoying. stand up very well. Yeah. So trying to make your listening experience a little yeah, more a little, smooth. A little, little better. Uh, so thank you so much to Daniel Pinsuti, Kwang Ding Tian, Jim Sullivan, William Glenn Hunt, Spain Abney, Logan the Buffooner Heinrichs, mm-hmm. Adam Nicholson, Matt Whalen, the Dirt Wasp Podcast, Nagami Nagayu, Oh I Wonder Who Threw Who, Jay Shit Puncher versus the Las Vegas Hot Dogs, Yero <laughs> uh, Assistant That's the to the T-shirt we need to make the regional manager Madrona would be. But... Ooh, I want like a baseball T-shirt with the like that like uh, like baseball font, you know. That says uh, Las Vegas. Yeah, uh, shit puncher. Dog. Yeah, or like Las, Las oh, Vegas yeah. hot dogs or something. You can have one or the other. You have to. I choose. want shit puncher yeah. for sure. Yeah, shit puncher is great. Um, ampersand Brooke Ferragamo, Ben Bear Wrestler Aldrich, Tommy Siv, Francis Cordone, Ten Stinky UKs Pooping in Their Pants, Expensive Poop Touch Seminar Left No Money for Diapers or Combat Con, uh, <laughs> Dave Dewberry, Sunshine Center, Barrett Liffey, Sam Sulian, Ocon Ayrton, Randy Stewart, Hillary Jones, Constantinus Andrew, Franz, Wah, yes. I'm awake. I'm awake. Trying to keep up. Martinson. Um, uh, Brian Crowley, Lisa Klein, Sharon Okada, Christopher Acido, Matt Mumford, Grant Templin, and Lenny Acuna. There you go. 
Uh, so there's no need for a tip of the week because we just did a whole this episode. The, the whole, whole episode. episode tip of the week. Listen to so, this episode. Uh, we can uh, just be done. Congratulations to Matt Whalen again for winning Matt those tickets. I will uh, to, uh, uh, figure out how to be in contact yeah. with you and let you know. Um, and we'll take care of that stuff. All right, Good. guys. We'll be back. Happy training. <laughs>